What's up, everybody? James here with the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. You hear all this background noise. You know why? Because I'm here at Brainshare in San Antonio, Texas. Raise a glass. Cheer, cheers. Yep, there you go. I'm sitting here in a room full of uh, Brainshare participants with Jason Cash and the mastermind going on down here. It's once a year we get together and do everything that we can to share collective knowledge and just have a whole lot of fun with other agency owners and people that work uh, on staff. So um, I'm just going to see what happens. We've got three mics here. I'm really excited uh, to curate some of this content. I have no idea what's going to happen uh, on this episode. We might have multiple episodes. You don't really know. So I'm just looking at a room full of people. We're going to see who wants to sit down and chop it up and talk shop, man. We'll, uh, we'll edit out some of the dead zone so uh, you guys don't have to worry about listening for a bunch of rambling crap. So we'll see what happens. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month. We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey folks, I want to welcome to our impromptu little mashup here, uh, Miss Ricky Hader from, what's the uh, exact city in Oregon? Portland. The city of Portland, Oregon. Portlandia. That's right. Awesome. Right. Yeah, so uh, everybody had, give uh, Mr. Hader, I always say your last name wrong. It's Hader, Hader, Hader. Hader. Like, shake them haters off? Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's easy enough. I'm not going to forget that again. <laughs> I've said your name wrong for like the last six years. Have you really? I'm so, I always I said Hyder. Really? I I like, I've never noticed that. Yeah. I was kind of self-conscious about it, actually. Huh. Well, I'm glad, yeah. we're, I'm glad we're able to, uh, you know, squash that. There you go, yeah. man. So, Ricky Hater, man. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on, dude? What, why you did know? you come to Brainshare? What's going on with that? Oh, man. Brainshare is one of the... Con- it's like the conference I've always wanted to go to, and this is my first one. And the last couple, I, for whatever reason, this life, this, that, couldn't, couldn't end up, uh, couldn't get here. And this one, everything aligned, I got here, and so far, I'd say it's everything I wanted it to be. I'm really, really into this. I like the smaller group that's a little less formal of a conference, not without, like, the vendor hall and the this speaker in this room or this it's really just kind of open open sharing and networking and yeah definitely this is where i feel like i get the best stuff right it's it's interesting to see the juxtaposition between a conference like iaoa in tampa which is going to have 
hundreds and hundreds of, of attendees. It's like 1,200, right? Uh, that's the target, I know. Uh-oh, I see somebody walking over here. Speaking of, uh, speaking speaking of, of innovation. Yeah, speaking of innovation. All right. Speaking of innovation coming up, we, we have, who's this? Who's here, James? Hey, uh, Nicholas Ayers, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, man, I saw the table. I said, uh, that looks like a party I need to be at. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really have no idea how this is going to turn out. It's literally just turn the mics on and invite anybody who wants to to sit down and chop it up and, you know, share your perspective on really whatever the topic happens to be. Yeah, Radio man. Row here at, here at Brain Show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with it. That's right up my alley. So. so I have been shamelessly promoting innovation for the last month or two. Uh, feel free to do that right now if you want to. Why should people come to Innovation in Tampa November 4th, 5th, and 6th? Well, I mean, there's a lot of great events that uh, agents can go to. We're at one right now. Uh, but really, I think the real reason is, is you're going to have a room of, uh, of hundreds of agency owners just like you. Uh, I tell people, agency owners that have been in the business for 30 years, three decades, three years, three months, and three days, you'll have them all there sharing ideas, getting, you know, networking. And really, the whole thing is we talk about our, our businesses, uh, a relationship business with our clients. It's the same way in the industry, too. A lot of great relationships that you're going to build with people. They're going to help you take your game to the next level. Uh, we have great speakers like James Jenkins is going to be there uh, and uh, sharing, sharing the goods, the goodies. And so that's really why you want to be there. You know, the, the networking plus the teaching. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, let's let's be real. It's, it's just uh, a lot of fun. It's agency owners only, so you're only hearing from peers. There's nobody there, not supposed to be anybody there pitching or selling anything. And then, you know, on that, if you want to connect with some great vendors, we're going to have 120 uh, industry vendors there where you're going to be able to talk with them, get discounts, you know, make relationships happen with them too. So a lot of great things. You know, when I look down the, the roster of the vendors that are going to be at Innovation, I see basically every single vendor that I currently do business with is going to be there. So, oh yeah, it's a I, who's who. It's yeah, a, you got to be there. If you're not a vendor at IAOA, are you even an insurance industry vendor? Prob like, probably. Do uh, you even insurance, bro? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably not at any. Probably not. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> no. Love it. Is Better Agency going to have a booth there, Nick? We will have a booth, and I will say it here and now so that nobody can accuse me of anything. So, number one, I won't be at the booth. Uh, you won't see me there. But we do have two booths. We bought them. We paid full price for them. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we took what was left, and we got two booths there. So I'm going to give you another opportunity to shamelessly promote something that you're very personally invested in. You, uh, you're wearing a hat right now. It's a really nice, sleek hat, actually, by the way. I'm surrounded by two guys that are wearing great hats. You know, you know, you know. I do. I am a little bit bummed out that I didn't get the hat that Nick wears. And yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe this fall, maybe this fall one might, there might, we might be have to, to we might have to, we might have to make it work. You see, as chief marketing officer of Better Agency, I'm pretty sure you're the one who's in charge of the swag, right? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it falls on my plate. That's for sure. So. Ricky, I think you're talking to the right guy if you're looking for some more swag, man. I, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna just put my hand out there. I just want, think that the world, the okay. world of agency freedom, should know that I do look good in yellow. I don't mean to be awkward, but I look up and I'm sitting right here and I'm thinking, my gosh, Ryan Hanley's ass looks incredible in those jeans. Yeah, he's got a unit on him. That's for sure. I mean, that is, that's a very awkward thing to say. But I look up and there it is. Giving Jenkins some lumber over here. And all yeah. of his all of his tight jeans glory. 
is, is freaking the, is Hanley. The, I think the table just got a little rise over here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, he's he's putting on some weight too. Like he's got some good muscle on him. This got some good definition in those yeah. hamstrings. Yeah, he looks like he's been pumping a little bit of iron he, there. He must work out. He must. Oh my gosh! He must. This is when my wife starts slapping me and rolling her eyes when she listens to this later on. So Nick, to digress for a second before we chase another rabbit, because I'm sure there'll be lots of those. Uh, Better Agents has got a lot of stuff going on. You guys just got finished with another uh, funding raise. You had a seven-figure raise this time. I mean, every two weeks you guys are dropping a new feature set. Uh, what are you most excited about when you look at the next few months for Better Agency? Uh, what's on the horizon that has you jazzed up? Well, I can share. I, I can share what I what I'm allowed to share. Uh, what I'm excited about is the unification of the agency workflow process integrated, and this is a lot of big words, integrating the customer experience. You know, we heard a lot of great things today here at BrainShare. One thing that I was, I'm hoping that we could talk about more is what should the customer expect? We talk about, well, the way we want to do business, the way we wish business would be done, but what should the customer expect? And what I'm most excited about is the unification of bringing that together. What does the agency want and what should the customer expect? So we're going to have some really cool tools, uh, some things I can't quite share yet. Maybe when we release it, we'll break it on a, on a new episode. We'll break, we'll break the news. Yeah. But uh, we can't do anything uh, today with that. But we're, you know, we got some, some really neat stuff that we're working on. Uh, we're integrating with the, uh, some new partners, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting, really fun stuff. I'd like I'd like to ask, and I don't know that maybe you can't get into it here, but I'm curious, and I'm sure others are as well, how the development or what it'll look like to have some more commercial insurance features from better agents. We're working that. So thank you for bringing that specifically up. So that's something we are specifically working on. We have some people on our. On our team, on our on our council of advisors that are, that are helping us out, James is giving us a lot of great pointers. Being able to uh, seamlessly have the the company record have everything that it needs to have from scheduled vehicles to properties to you know all the things that are, that, that need to happen, and then be able to tie that back in with automation. Um, it's something that we are working on. We are, we can say that we are going to release uh, a pretty strong update to our company record here within the next two to four weeks. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. You know, I think you guys have been completely transparent about your desire to give agents the option of firing their AMS if they want to. Right. Uh, when do you think that's going to be when, when you guys can look at the marketplace and say, hey, you, agency owner, we're ready. Come on over. We are your one-stop shop. Well, I, I would say depending on what you need, that could be done today. But if I had to say this is an absolute for, for 90 plus percent of agencies, whether you're personal lines or commercial lines, I would say if, if, I, ha if I had to tell you, I'd probably say 12-1. Okay. 12-1, 12-31. Love it. No, it's, it's something we've already discussed on the Agency Freedom Podcast. And, and it was a decision that was not taken lightly. Uh, I recently left a better agency with Riskwell. We're not users of the platform currently. And the only reason is because, as you so eloquently put it, I am not your target prospect. Uh, we do we do a lot of different things at Riskwell. But yeah. let me just say very, very clearly, for our listeners that are in the captive agency world that are trying to figure out the tech stack, if you're a quote-unquote normal agency, your very high percentage of your business is uh, it you know Ivan's downloads normal personal lines accounts. You're going to be very happy with Better Agency's product offering. 
And if I were that kind of agency, I would probably still be there and be sure. very happy. So for sure, yeah, you can't you can't solve it for every single person because there's so many unique cases. But yeah, our goal is you know if we can if we can help the majority of the marketplace, and that's kind of where we want to be. That makes a lot of sense well, to me. Well, and dude. that's and that's why I ask about the commercial development because my agency is a much more of a blend. It's not straight yeah. personal lines. Yeah. And so yeah. I like what I see that you guys do. My friends who use the product yeah. love it. And that's been why I've only kicked your tires. Is yeah. Kind of waiting. Kick them, kick ba- baby. Kick those tires, baby. <laughs> yeah. No. I, know, I, know, I, know how, I know how hard Nick likes to get kicked. So. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a fetish of mine. But, you know, what, uh, what I would say to that is, by the time we come out and see you in October, that's probably going to be a lot different at that point too. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about yeah. that. Hey, look who's here, Mr. Fusco. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Let me turn you. your mic on real quick. There you oh, go. I was turned do, off. Do, do, do. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fellas? We got some good dudes in the house right that's here. That's what you need every time someone comes up here, James. Do, 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 do. The air horn, right? Dude, it is so loud in here with the ambient noise. My sound effects don't even work right now. Like I literally just maxed the volume on my channel for the sound effects, and I can't even hear it. So oh, I didn't we're, even we're see gonna what you're doing. no, we're gonna skip the sound effects for the rest of this episode. Mike Fusco, what's going on, man? How's James, it going? how are you, brother? Hey, I gotta say, I gotta ask Nick and, and Ricky, does this guy have a natural voice for radio oh, or what? He's got, he's got a primo voice. Primo. For podca- for I, I can't, I can't tell if he's gonna ask me about my captive to ensure to independent transition. Or if we're about to go get deep on some smooth jazz in here. Well, I mean, it really depends on what the people want, you know? You know, you got to give the people what they want, right, the ja- the Absolutely. Jazz, the jazz flute. Maybe maybe he's going to break it's, down. It's Yaz's flute, by maybe, the way. Maybe, maybe we need an episode, James, to debate the best Steely Dan album. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I could name one Steely Dan album, if I'm being honest. Yikes. <laughs> That's a little before my time. No, Mike, you're uh, you're from San Diego, That's uh, right. and uh, it is Fusco and Orsini Insurance Services. Is that the name of your shop? It is. We actually uh, recently rebranded to Fusco Orsini and Associates. Oh, nice. Because we had to throw, you know, so in. you're a law firm, right? We are. Okay. We do it all. We'll do your accounting too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, no, we're an insurance agency. No. So and, what's going uh, on, man? What? How was your day? Was there any big? one or two takeaways uh really there is no subject on this episode we're literally just talking shop I'm, I'm, i'd like to know uh who, who who are you voting for on the protege mr fusco actually everybody here are you guys are you guys i vote i voted are you guys comfortable sharing your votes yeah, yeah i will uh i will share my vote i so who did i vote for or who do i think is going to win are two different people i want to specify okay. yeah yeah that was going to be my follow-up question so I, I, uh, and this is, ba- when does this air? This, this airs obviously after. This right? is going to no, air we're live right first now. week of October. Probably. Oh, yeah, so we can make our predictions. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, there you go, there you I, go. I voted for Ryan Keating. He won my vote last night with his campaigning. He was wearing a mullet. He's got the chops. I know. He's. That's my guy. That's who I voted for. But I don't think he's going to win. Go on. I think, is it uh, Derek? Derek Hayden. Derek I Hayden. Think, yeah. I think Derek is my horse. If I was betting, you do. yeah, I think he's going to win. I like Sloan. I think Sloan's going to pull it out. That, Sloan does benefit from the Paradiso effect. Let's he be does. honest. He does. No, see, I, 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 also, see, I, I, I also believe. I mean, 
obviously Ryan Keating is my candidate, and I, I was his. He's coach. your horse. He's I your was, horse. Ricky, you did a yeah, good job. You did a very good job coaching. You're a great coach. Thank you, sir. Okay, I have he's to pause white, for just a second guy. because a lot of people listening to this have no idea what we're talking about. Right. So we now. should back up real fast. Yeah. So just to fill in okay. some context here, David Carruthers. Uh, of Florida Risk Partners. A lot of people in the IA world know him very well. If you're in the captive world, you probably have never heard that name before. David is basically the godfather of work comp and a, a older brother and mentor to a lot of people in the independent agency channel. He did something very uh, interesting, very revolutionary. He created an insurance television show. It created it out of thin air and invited people to uh, sign up to be contestants on The Protégé. Uh, you can go and check it out on the uh, YouTube channel for, uh, I believe it's on uh, Killing Commercials' uh, YouTube channel, actually. And it was, I believe, 11 episodes where people had various challenges. And the final three was selected simply based on revenue production over a 90-day period. So Justin Sloan uh, from Connecticut, uh, Ryan Keating also from Connecticut, and Derek, Derek Hayden from Illinois, I think is where he's from? I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I, know, I don't know. Actually. Anyways. David. Uh, Where's where's so, yeah, Dave? Where's uh where's Derek from? Uh, Derek Hayden. He's from West Virginia, I believe. Derek. Illinois. 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 Oh, I, I was, was right. Way off. We were way off. <laughs> so that is that's, West Virginia. You're, you're officially caught up now. You know what's going on here. So Samson, Slappy. Yeah. Yeah, so for those of you that are on the captive side of things, it is a lot more interesting, a lot more complex. Now, there are so many more dynamics to be aware of in the independent world. Go ahead, Nick. I Sorry. Was, I was looking purely at, so I was judging it purely from the get-go on looking at them and saying, okay, if I were looking at this, if this was a cockfight, which which rooster would I pick here? <laughs> and, and Derek was the one I yeah. chose from week one. Okay, I, Okay, so this is a fun conversation. I think Derek would beat up the other protege contest, com, com, the other protege finalists in a fight. Oh, that, the, yeah. Are they, if I'm that. just looking at it, oh, right. absolutely. I mean, but you can never discount a guy like Ryan Keating yep. because mustache. he's no. wild. The mustache is a good that guy. That guy world. will that guy will uppercut you right in your taint, yeah. and you won't know what hits you. <laughs> no, oh no. And I he, was and thinking he, the same and, thing actually. No, and, and I think Zero he's, shame. And I, and I think he's probably pretty squirrely. Yes. I tell you. So, Fusco, who, who's your vote? Who'd you vote for? Justin Sloan. You did. Sloan's my boy, dude. Yeah, you're kind Sloan's of breaking. My boy. You're kind of breaking my heart over here, guy. But uh, you, you're the man. <laughs> you, you belong on a sideline I, I love, somewhere. I do love you too. You belong I, on a sideline somewhere. <laughs> at the Rose Garden. So take take your bias out of it, Ricky. Yes. Who'd you vote for? Who do you think is going to win? I clearly voted for Ryan Keating. And do you think he's going to win? I. Prediction now. Keep in mind, when this airs, we already know who the winner was. Yes, we will win. When the when I voted for Ryan Keating, and I think it's going to be between him and Sloan, and I think that Sloan will pull it out. I've thought this, and this is nothing against Justin Sloan. I think he's a great guy, nice guy, but he. It, it, he doesn't being, listen to this podcast, so you can speak freely. Being being that this is a popularity he contest, he has a built-in advantage sure. yeah. that the others don't. Sure. And he has the best hair of the three of them, let's be honest. No, as as no. far as the quality, the work product going through the episodes, I think they're all basically... Even? They, 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 did, they did their jobs. They did what they're supposed to do as protégés learning. They're all even. 
Rick, yeah. let me, let me well, ask you this. According to Carruthers, they're all basically even in talent and performance. So. Did you have fun with it? I was did. It a lot of, was it a lot I of work? I did. It was, it was fun. I, I, you know, so it was interesting because it's the first time we've ever done it, and, and there wasn't really, like, a plan. Yeah. It what, was, do you, what do you do as a coach? So what I do, it, so what happens is David gives an assignment and they come to us for direction and questions. So as I've, I've gone through the Killing Commercial program and what, where I am very strong in the Killing Commercial that I can help with very well is prospecting. I'm really good on the phone, picking. I'm not afraid to pick up the phone. I can if someone will listen to me. That's how you built your agency, right? On on picking up lists, that phone, Pick, lists. picking up that phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that's real, real quick for those of you that don't know. Ricky Hader <laughs> is a, a former best in class State Farm agent uh, from the great state of Oregon. So uh, he learned his prospecting chops from Big Red and has carried that into dominance in his markets of choice in Oregon and the surrounding areas. And, and James, maybe this is a separate episode, but we go pretty far back we in do. the captive world. Yeah. And uh, Have you guys we, been, have you spoke before on the Agency Freedom Podcast? Not yet. He's I on my not. list. I, I was invited, and then I reached out hey. for an appointment, and nationwide. I got silence from Mr. Jenkins here. Hey, so, nationwide. So we're just, we're just, we're all friends, but we're going to just air it out here live, I guess. Ex-captive. Nationwide. I'm... I'm not forgetting that, but holy, you were a nationwide <laughs> captive agent? Wait, who was nationwide? Fusco? No, no oh, I, was, uh, I was both nationwide and AAA. AAA? Holy cow, man. I just thought that was like a call center. You were an wow. actual agent? In California, AAA was pretty big. Wow. Yeah, it still is, actually. Dude, I'm learning things all the time. And I honestly, I forgot that you had signed up I for say, that. I, I, I say that with love. I, you reached out. I responded. Nothing happened. I'm busy. No big deal. I just thought okay. I call. I thought it'd be fun to call it out. Well, congratulations! You're back on my radar, sir. We'll make sure that happens before it's too long. Good. It's all good. And so the protege, we had no plan. It was an assignment, and and I'm really good at prospecting. So in my mind, at the beginning, I thought the coaches were going to have segmented, kind of like. Uh, those reality TV shows, like the modeling one or whatever, like you go to the specialist for each thing. Right? So are you Heidi Klum or are you the... I think uh, I'm more of a Tyra. Tyra? Yeah, you, okay. yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was about to say. Now, do you know who the other, who are the other coaches? Who is, who is... So Ryan Hanley and I were teamed up. Okay. And we... I'm just going to call him the Jeans. Mr. Jeans over here. Yeah, Miss Blue Jeans. Yeah. The, the unit. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys. Yeah, he was digging into the bananas earlier. You guys today coached in the fruit you, bowl. You guys coached Keating. Yes. Yeah, so you we, and him. We coached Keating together. <laughs> who who yeah. coached Sloan? Uh, Sloan oh, was coached God. by, I believe. Who was Sloan? Sloan. Oh, oh, Sloan was was uh, Josh Gurley and uh, yep. Brother Gurley Flowers. and Flowers. Flowers. Oh, that's right. Man. And uh, and who was uh, Derek? Cass. That's right. Cass. And Lipstone. See, okay. I just want to see so a battle was, royale was, of the it coaches. It was fun man. because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we didn't really know how we were going to do. We didn't really know how we were going to do it. Um, so it was, it was, it was. I think that it was. A, it was a lot of work, and it was fun. And I would do it. I would happily do it again. Yeah. 
Um, season two is going to happen. I'm not going to be a coach on season two. They didn't renew your contract, huh? Man. Uh, no. Man. And, you know, <laughs> no, I, no I'm but honest, I mean, I know Carruthers is doing something do you, different. In, in, if, if I don't have the room right now to commit to do what I would need to do on a season two. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? It's good to bring in new coaches anyways. No, right. I, I mean, I, I, w I would like to come back. Yeah, it's three, good to bring four, food, five, right? But I think from what I hear, I guess we're not actually, I'm probably not supposed to talk about what I hear right now. <laughs> no, don't talk. <laughs> Let Mike, me ask Mike, you guys. you got a question. Yeah, I got a question. Considering we're in the insurance business, right? Can there be, can we have, can any industry that's as boring as ours have more fun than we have? No way. It's not possible. I don't I mean, know if biologically we, more fun can be I had. don't know. Have you ever been to a taxidermy convention? No. They get wild with the animals. Oh, well, well the Sport Clips, the Sport Clips uh, franchise owners were here last night. And they seem but to their, be but their industry is not as like, naturally boring as ours. But, man, they really can cut up, let me tell you. They can. And they're all like, you know, they have fun. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun, don't we? Considering, <laughs> yes, we do. yes, we do. You got to compensate, but you know, you gotta, we you had a lot of excitement to a, an industry that didn't have much before. You know, I think I think I, I think people don't see what it what it takes to really be an insurance agent, an agency manager, an agency owner, a partner, a principal. No, you you, you have to be able to be outgoing. And not take yourself so seriously. You because, can't take it seriously. Because, because what you do, what we do is not only just managing risk for others, but it is a lot of paperwork and it's a lot of math and it's a lot of yes. thinking through and reading boring policy language. So uh, I feel like it would be na it's natural that agents would come to conferences like this, have a great time and let off some steam. But how about together. like Nick and Dave? IAOA was kind of like the catapult for all this. So I think Nick and Dave deserve a lot of captain. Yeah, where's my check at? These guys deserve a lot of credit, man, <laughs> for bringing an industry together the where's, way they where, have. Where's my check? I doubt the insurance industry was as connected, right? Well, no, well, I mean, just in general, it wasn't as connected. I mean, it was kind of at the advent of, like, Facebook, and so yeah. social media was still relatively new. So, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, we owe a lot more to Mark Zuckerberg I, than we I do. Got it. And I, I'd like to add on that for a minute because or, or let's just sit on this for a minute before we get sidetracked with Chris Green's crap hat over here and uh he says he gets free beers every time he wears it not that i've seen <laughs> usually usually that, usually that's how guys pick up you know. from who chris yeah <laughs> so if we're gonna be on the theme of agency independence and mr jenkins podcast here when i think back to my time as a captive it, it's very it's very protected it's very you're very guarded oh yeah and not only because that's the environment that the captives that's put, what they, put you in that's what they breed that's yeah. the only yeah. way they know how to survive well, because don't look over the fence no do not look no, over no, the no, fence no 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 I don't no there's mean, nothing over there i don't nope. i don't even it's mean like a freaking looking, m night Shyamalan movie being in, in the captive agency world well and i don't even mean looking over at the independence i mean the culture among your peers yeah so i come from state farm and I, we, we have a sales territory, just like all the captives, I've, I'm pretty sure do, right? There's like 30 or 40 agents, and we, have a, we all have a sales leader person. Yeah. But, so, so you would think that that would breed some camaraderie, some openness to sharing and tactics and how others are succeeding, but nobody shares with each other because they're, it's, such a, it's such a scarcity. Yeah. That's exactly so. I I got fired as uh, 
from a captive company. Got fired from AAA. I was the number one producer in 2011. I was the number one producer in Northern Cal in that Northern California market. There wasn't anybody better than me. I put up the most stuff on the, on the board. This was in 2011. I was just this was at the advent of like Facebook and all stuff. I was doing Facebook ads. I was having my own website. I had all this other stuff, and they came to me and they said, "Hey, you're in a different territory. We can't have you doing this stuff. You're gonna have to stop this." Or we're gonna have to fire you. Yeah. And I looked at him. I said, as a young twenty, you know, I'm in my late twenties. I said, "Go ahead, fire me." And they said, "Okay, well, you're fired." <laughs> I'm the number one sales guy in the in the market. And lame. I remember, I remember driving home that 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 day, twelve o'clock or so in the afternoon. And I remember thinking to myself, "I will never, ever, ever work for somebody else ever again." And I said, I'm, and, and I knew nothing really about the independent side. I just started researching it. But you're right, that, that culture of, you know. But you know what I hear when you tell that story? I, and whether you know this or maybe it is true and I just don't know what I don't know, but it seems to me that that could have deeply planted an, a seed to start the IAOA oh, yeah, sharing sure. culture because I, I, I wonder as agents because a lot of independent agents start as captives yeah because yeah. otherwise you don't know where to go or what to yeah. do you and have to start somewhere right well right. the statistics say most it's it's greater than 51 percent of every independent agency owner was a captive first there you go so yeah. makes sense so but that culture of sharing and being open with each other and there's nothing to hide you don't have that triple yeah. a or state farm or farmers or all state compliance breathing down your neck to say you're going to sell a certain way here and that's why so like in my sales territory like I'm talking about I did well I was usually in the top 5 How long were you with the, the company? 3 years. Okay. And um but when newer agents come and ask what are you doing? You can't tell them right. because one you don't want them to get bigger than you. Right. right. And two, you're probably implementing some tactics that if the company knew you right. were doing that, right. you would have a ride home like Nick had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the outside looking in. <laughs> it was a dirty yeah, shower. Yeah. From the outside looking in, because I was a farmer's agent, obviously, you know, captive agents talk, oh, what's, what's your company do about right. la, 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 la. Yeah. I mean, Big Red's marketing compliance department is legendary oh, for brutal. dropping the hammer on people. They probably have more lawyers than they do actual agents on payroll. So I remember this oh, has been—it's been, right. really, been probably two, two and a half years ago now. There was an African American guy somewhere in the middle of the country, Indiana, Illinois, something rather. He makes a State Farm wrap. And it, it, I went, remember it went this. viral. I remember this. He's a that was awesome. Guy. Yeah, I remember that. He it was fantastic. It was clever. That the guy lyrics was awesome. were good. I that. It had literally like three or four million views in two weeks. And State Farm, in their glorious stupidity, shut him down. It was like, you can't do that. It was like any other smart business owner in the entire world, in any industry, be like, Hey, way to go, man. You yeah. took our brand and did something clever and interesting with it. You made us look good. And oh, by the way, thanks for 4 million free views. Way to go, dude. He literally got like an official demerit with State Farm and they slapped his hand. 
I'm sitting there going, this is the dumbest industry. If you're listening yeah. right now, guy in the Midwest, uh, James Jenkins is hiring. And uh, yeah. Come on board. I mean, do some rapping. For I, was a very in, lucrative. I was in the middle of leaving, uh, in the middle of leaving farmers at the time. I'm sitting there literally just like, are you kidding me, State Farm? This guy is a genius, and you're, you're literally like giving him crap for doing something clever. Hey, Freedom Jumper. Are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. Now, farmers, though, you had a... Your contract allowed you to broker business outside, right? If it was outside of the carrier's acceptable appetite, you could do whatever you wanted. And they had this thing called Craft Lake, which was which a brokerage. Which they still do. They still do. Everyone called it Crap Lake. They have no idea what they're doing. Because it was the most useless waste of time. And the underwriters were terrible. The communication took weeks to get anything done. And I, I literally got an official in trouble with farmers because I waited three weeks to get a quote back, and I didn't get my quote back, so I wrote it with Burns and Wilcox, and it was like a, at that time it was a big account for me, it was like 12000 in premium, and they said, you violated your contract, we could pull you right now, and I said, hey dude, as far as I'm concerned, three weeks with no contact is a decline, come Absolutely. at me bro, Yeah. and he said, well, um, well, I was like, hey, shut up, yeah, if I can't get a quote back in three weeks, I don't want to hear about it for marketing compliance. No, so, it's actually amazing you still wrote the policy after three weeks. No, and I, I, I hung the carrier out to dry because at that point, the writing was on the wall, and I was already starting to look over the fence and see what the other options were. This, this is the, uh, well, the spring of 2018. And I, I, the, so it's, it, I, you guys probably know, but in State Farm, you're a temporary agent for a year, and you have to earn your permanent contract. Is it like when a fairy gets its wings? Pretty Is much. Similar? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But they don't fly very high and, or fast. And it's like, I, a, it's like a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I, or, or, uh, or a uh, peacock. Like a turkey. I, I remember the day I signed my permanent contract, I knew I had to leave. <laughs> but I had but to sign it. But you saved for two years more. I had to sign it to, to leave on my terms. Because I had had so much put into the agency of rent, staff, overhead. You were pot committed. And that's what they do. Yep. They make you do that. And so uh, I had to. And, I mean, let's just be honest with each other here. I already had a ba one bad contract. I didn't need to go get another one. Right. Yep. That's so, true. So I took my time to find the right way out. Similar to you, Nick, saying you would never work for anyone again, it was, okay, I know how insurance agencies work now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, hey, so as an independent, yes, sir. Do you read the contracts you sign with with carriers? I know, I know, Nick. I know you have brought that up in the past with unfavorable contracts and turning down appointments. I don't think enough independent agencies do that. What do you guys think? Well, I, I think that's even. I think that's a little too high level, Mike, because there's a lot of independent agents that don't even read the policies that they sell. That's true. Yeah. And again, I would say that's, you can say most, because it's definitely more than 51%. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times so I've that, gone up against an, a fellow IA and hung him out to dry. No, by, let's, uh, let's be honest. It's in the 90s. It, it, absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys turn, have you turned down appointments from carriers because you don't like the contract? Yes. Yes. I'm in a cluster, so I, I, okay. I, I, I went to a cluster, so that's not okay, okay. I'll give you an example of one. Um, now, right now, an agent, if they want to, they can get a, an appointment with Lemonade. Yep. Okay. I know that for a fact. So, Which is a terrible idea. In, 20, in 2018-ish, uh, I was involved with Lemonade Corporate to build out their, I remember this. their carrier yeah. agent partnership. I went to their home offices. I went. I had multiple uh, conversations with the product team. I was, I was in the end, and we were going to craft this thing. At the end of it, I walked away and said, "I can't do this, and I don't want the appointment." And it hinged on a very, some very, uh, some very big things. I don't know if those things have since been corrected, but at the time, they were unwilling to fix those what I thought were critical errors in the relationship. And I said, "I don't want to have a relationship," and I'm going to, in fact, tell agents that they shouldn't have a relationship with you either. Good for you, man. And so, good for you. Um, I, I, it was, I was, I was. You know, full tilt. I felt really disappointed that I couldn't do it, and I felt bad that I helped probably craft something that I think is probably not a very good thing now. Um, I don't know what it is today, I, so I can't speak all the way on that. But back right. then, it was not it was not a good it's, idea. It's your uh, your Frankenstein monster. Yeah. No, good for you, Nick. Because it's easy for an independent to take on a, a contract because you know you think well, automatically you can well, write more business. Well, well and with that, you also think I want. I want all of these. Excuse me. I want all of these carriers because so, I can write so much more it's, business. Exactly. Well, here's, yeah. and that's not really. I, I find that that's not really. And, and here, here's a problem that nobody talks about. The problem is, you know, we, we complain that this carrier, that carrier has slashed our commissions. They're doing this. They're going direct to our customers. They're taking our information. They're resoliciting them. I agree. All horrible things. But when you go to an agent, you said, you know what? You should stop writing business with that carrier. You should terminate your contract today. You shouldn't do business with carriers. Oh, that do no, X, y, I can't do that because I got to have them to do all of these things. Right. And so until agents realize that they have the actual power in this industry to move the needle to say, you know what? We don't like it that you give us a 30% haircut. We're going to now move all of our business. We're not going to do any business with you and enforce in bulk, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna to be bulk. we're gonna go somewhere else, right? It, yeah. it can't be just one agent. Agents have to come together and say, "We're we want to do what's best for the future of our industry." And as writing agents, this is what is best. We're yeah. only gonna work with carriers that do X, Y, and Z. Oh, carrier, you don't want to have an API that's gonna pass information? Great, we're not gonna do business with you. And I think, and I think that because you have created the culture of sharing and togetherness and better together with through IAOA, yeah. The, the first step to get agents together has been made. Yeah. yeah. Now the yeah. next step is taking that fire and getting it to well, enough it, a, and having enough agents get the balls, frankly, to yeah, go and take control yeah, of they're, they're so, of that, They're brother. so desperate. 
they're spearhead that. They're they're so desperate. An alliance. To, oh. to 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 make that fifty dollars of commission that they just got a commission decrease on. Yeah. They're so desperate for it that they won't say, you know what, I'm gonna do what's actually in the best interest of my long term future here, and I'm only gonna work with carriers that have open APIs. I'm only gonna work with carriers that have this commission type of setup, and and or that don't take my customer data and resolicit it. Well, and unfortunately, yeah, I think worst. I think it's the next generation. Yeah. Well, well, what about what about carrier? What do you feel? What's your feel on carriers that have multiple distribution channels? See, here's the thing, and I was talking I don't, about I don't, this. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't care. It, yeah, makes, I don't it makes no difference to me. I've said it every time someone wants to complain in IOA, and I, I just at this point I don't even pay attention because it's, it's not worth stop, my time. Stop. You pay attention. It's a. It's it's the it's the natural. <laughs> but let me. You're right. Let me rephrase that. I no longer have time to educate the people that like complaining about stupid things. Because it really is the natural segmentation of the market. It's, like, every it's, time someone wants to rail on a direct channel, I'm like, that's not our client. Yeah, it's here's the thing. It's capitalism, and if you were a capitalist, you would believe the same thing too. Yeah. But also yeah. this, I don't mind it if you have a direct channel. I almost expect it, but what I don't want you to do is take what I put in the system yeah, and then remarket right, that to your bullshit. direct channel. Thank that's you for bullshit. clearing that up. I that's agree that. with that. That's but as that. Far I'm, as I'm looking at you. Progressive. As I'm far as having travelers, it's direct, it's as far as having the direct channel, though, be a good agent. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, earn, if, earn if, your if, right. If you're so good, it shouldn't matter. But here's the other thing. And, here's the, and the people that want it, they don't want you anyway. So spend your time elsewhere. And here's the caveat. I'll say to it: have a direct channel. A, uh, carrier X, but give me the ability to send people through that channel and get paid for it. If I have a customer or if I want to market yes. the ability to have quote find an issue in my yes. agency, agency branded, agency facing, powered by X, then give me that power. And you could even cut that commission in half. Well, I don't know. Let's not go too far. Okay, let's slow Ricky, the Ricky is giving away the house. No, but you, okay, <laughs> I'll give him two points. Hey, you curious, understand? Curious, I think you, no, you but, heard it from Ricky. He will accept a half cut in commission. No, you understand. You understand my point. I understand your point. No, no, no. I understand. We understand. It's it's. If I don't have to do the work, they're going direct yeah. to you. Clearly, Server centers. I'm just right? going to start centers. calling him five points later. Server center, same concept, right? Ricky five points. Yeah, Ricky Fiverr. Server center, same point, same uh, same concept. How about a carrier that prices the distribution differently? Yeah, th I don't get that. Why would We're you do at you that? Progressive. You right. guys are the worst about that. Break for a second. And how about this? Would you sign a contract with a carrier that initially just went direct to consumer, realized they couldn't hit their target? This is the InsureTech model. And then come Hello, back. Hello, Lemonade. How's it going? And then oh, there's a lot of them that have done it. Roots. And then, I'm looking at you too. Next. Next. There's tons of them. Yeah. And then come back to the independent. Would you sign? I feel like I feel like it's the InsureTech model to do that. And then the, the the goal is, you know, they go to their investors, they go to their VC firms, they say, "We found a great way to give 15% profitability. Let's just not pay agents." And then they realize, ah, distribution's not very good. So let's bring agents in just to build our book of business, build up our brand, and then we'll discard them again. And so I would be very, very careful about it. And uh, you, you should know who your partners are. And you'll, you should know by yeah. listening to them who your partners are not. Well, and this exact thread was in IOA a couple of weeks ago. And I posted, I forget what the carrier was. It was Root or somebody. It was somebody in I that, love how you just name drop the carriers, by the way. Metro Mile. I don't right? care, man. Metro Mile, Root, Next. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, if they're, if they're bad actors and I'm stating a factual thing, I'm not saying Root sucks. Because that's not a true statement, and I would never make that statement. But if we're going to have a podcast that's worth anything, 
we're going to be straight talking hey, all the hey, way. Hey, I, I agree. Yeah. No, I, I'm not the least bit scared about it because if I get a cease and desist letter from an attorney, I'm going to say, was that not a true statement? Did you guys uh, not we're do just that? A, we're just talking shop. Yeah, no. Because here's the thing. I've already gotten right. a cease and desist letter. I'm not going to yeah. talk about it. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's already okay. happened once. Okay. Yeah. So you made, it to the, you made it to the big times. Yeah. I don't care about that. You know what my response was? Was what I said false? Was I inflammatory? Was I spewing subjective rhetoric and presenting it as fact? No. Okay, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the response was simply, do not do business with that carrier. They are milking you for data. They're going to take your data, feed it into their algorithm, and you're contributing to your own obsolescence. Your own demise. Yeah. Because, I mean, if those direct channel demise. carriers, they show their cards too early because they, they showed the independent channel what they really think because, oh, sorry, what they really think about our distribution method when they opened as direct only and said, no, you can't have an appointment, IA person, we're direct only, go away. Yeah. Did you try to get any insure tech appointments early on? There are some, here's what I'll say, you, you going to answer that, I'm going to say this, there are some really good insure techs that have come out that have been very, from the get-go, yeah. yep. Very agent-facing and yeah, uh, yeah. agent-friendly. So Coterie is one. It's been a wonderful example. I like what I'm seeing out of Branch. Yeah. Openly. Openly, yeah. Openly I, is phenomenal. Yeah. If you're, if you're in the IA channel and you have not looked at Openly yet, you really should. They got a good thing going on. Yeah. So the, I mean, we could talk. We can dump on some of these, but don't 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 mistake nah. the fact that there are some good ones yeah, too. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. And they're gonna and there's no. more coming. To, to answer your question, Mike, uh, I have an appointment with Next. They are my carrier of last resort for neck for uh, before I get rid of someone because their forms are not very good. Okay, okay. I want to pause and ask about this for a second. If their forms aren't that good, why why do you care to use them and and just say next to the type of clients that they would write? Because it is better in my mind than punting on a prospect. When the prospect wants to do business with us and we've explained the limitations of, in this case, Next as the example, because I'll tell you, man, Next marketing is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's good stuff. It, it's better than their policies. So I, I don't want to, if I, if I like someone enough to say, <laughs> okay, yes, we will do business <laughs> with you. But oh, by the way, these are the limitations of the policy. And we literally will send them a forms list and say, uh, please make sure that you're understanding the exclusions on this policy. If you want it, if you want this, if this is what you're choosing, okay, fine. But you're going to sign here that we talked about the exclusions, and you're not going to come back to me for E and O later. So, so, so we're so so. There's no ideal client situation going on at Riskwell, is what I hear, right? <laughs> No, I'm no. kind of just poking the bear a little bit. No, here, no, no, there absolutely is. It, I hear what you're saying, and I don't totally disagree with it. Should we write that client who insists on having a less than ideal policy because of budgetary concerns? Yeah, we should probably punt on that prospect. But when it is literally 15 minutes of work to make $200, yeah, I don't have it in me to turn that away, honestly. The person wants to do business with Riskwell. It's fast and easy for us, and they're signing off on what they're buying. I have a hard time saying that that's not in the client's best Someone's interest. Someone's gonna make the two hundred bucks, and that's absolutely fair. That's don't why, let that, it that, be that, next. No, but no, but but, but <laughs> this is, this is why I ask because I do know James very fairly well, and I'm surprised to hear that you would go outside of your ideal 
prospect yeah. at risk well to have a non a substandard type client like let that. me make the caveat statement that this is almost always because that person was a referral and I feel obligated to deliver some kind of solution to that like person. A, like a mortgage lender that sends you a manufactured home. No, that's the worst. <laughs> or one no, with like five water bottles. Like, thanks thanks right? a lot, buddy. Okay. Yeah, come I, on. I've got I've to say this real quick because you make up an excellent point. We had a hard money lender who sent us a lot of business. They're a great company, a great lady. Everything was great about it. And then she stopped paying attention to what we have very, very simple request of when you send us the information, we need these four data points. We would appreciate your client filling out a form if they are able to. And there was so much pushback on that from our number one channel partner for real estate investors that she just stopped working with us entirely because we had standards for our business. And that channel partner was not willing to follow the process that was incredibly simple. It's literally like, hey, if you're going to send us a referral, we need the person's name, phone, email, and the property address. That's it. Four data points is all we're asking for. And she said, no, name and phone number. You can get the rest yourself. And I'm like, from where? From the prospect. I'm like, uh, you already have the information. Spend the extra 10 seconds to keystroke it into the email. Tell her she's not getting her Ruth Chris uh, gift card if she doesn't give you the address. It, 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 it ended up being... Do you give out Ruth Chris gift cards? No. Ricky, do you? What kind uh, of gift cards do you give out? I don't give out gift cards. Subway? Gift cards? That's Subway? rebating. Do you give out Subway gift cards? I'm kidding. I know it's rebating. Get, get, no, no, no. No. The, all that cards. to say, yeah, agency standards are, are great, but it, and this is something that we, we've talked about on the podcast, actually, is there has to be a certain point when you go, you know what? It's just what's best for the client. And I learned from that experience of, hey, you know what? Don't be so particular about the way that you have to do business so, that you're losing sight of what's best for the client. Okay, yo, okay. Yo, 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 so, yo. so on that note, so would you write, do you write state minimums in your office? No. Absolutely not. No. What is, what is well, the state minimum? Well, the way James is talking here, it makes me think, holy shit, maybe somebody's going to get like a 2010. 5,000 PD. Yeah. No. Right? No. No, because I do like money. But there's a certain hey, hey somebody's got to make the two hundred bucks. At a That's certain I point, mean, right? you just have a bad taste in your mouth, and you feel dirty inside. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like I'm so now the are, insurance. So there are limits. Yes, I might be a prostitute, Ricky, but I'm a classy prostitute. Okay, James, is your podcast a hundred percent business? Do we talk only business and insurance, bro? This episode is so different from the other stuff. Okay. I don't care what we talk. So about. let's talk about college football for a minute. Yes. Uh, did you? I, I hope that everybody happened to see what happened in Ohio last Saturday. <laughs> yes, and you're a duck guy. I'm sure you are. Yeah, it was great. I love it. What? We're in the middle of. T were you? Who are you? An AM guy? A, a, a UT? What are you? I, I'm an Orphan fan at this point. I was a Baylor fan because I married into the Baylor Bears family. My father-in-law is one of the vice was one of the vice presidents. Retired about three months ago. My wife went to Baylor. My brother-in-law okay. went to Baylor. So, oh, wow. yeah. So, you're a Baylor fan. I was a Baylor, Baylor fan for Art Bryles uh, era, and then all the that cheer. sexual stuff went down. It was super weird. And then Matt Rule comes in from Temple. I mean, he was there for two years. Great coach, and then gets poached by the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. So, I literally don't have any college teams. I, all I do is really hate Alabama. Yes. And and hate Texas. Okay. Horns, so you, I you hope hate, you lose You hate game. the Horns, okay. But I also hate A&M. You hate it. And I hate okay. Ohio State. 
Man, you hate everybody. Who's Fusco? Yeah. Who's your team? I went to Maryland. Okay. Oh, go Terps. Yeah, okay. the Terps. Let's talk about Nick's team. My what, team what, my, what is going on with the Irish right now? <laughs> are they a little overrated or what? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been paying this, attention. This How, are we, How are we doing right now? <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Listen to me close, friends, uh, and mark this down. I Nick's, about to, Nick's about to throw the table. Drop it the table ball. over. I, I am a realistic fan. I'm a realistic dumber. We are... According to our ranking, we are overrated by definition. We, this is a rebuilding year. This is a rebuilding year. And listen, we're 2-0, but it's a rebuilding year. We're going to win eight, maybe nine games if you include a bowl game over a weak team. We're going to, we're going to be, it's going to be a rebuilding year. We got, we got a third string left tackle. We got a second string. We got, we've lost, we've lost 59% of our production last year to the pros. What did you do? My podcast listeners are now going, why am I listening to in-depth analysis of Notre Dame's is, football team? Because this, this is good. Hey, this is fun. Hey. No, I, I'm just giving Nick a hard time. But I, I watched both of those he's games. He's a lifer. Uh, I well, watched okay. both of those games. As a pod, yeah. as a... I, I will fight my mom if Look, she says you know, that. Here's the thing. Like, this I will is either punch going her in the mouth. Be, this is either going to be the best performing episode or the worst performing as, episode. As a pod, there will just, be nothing in between. As just a general podcast listener... This is the kind of episode that I would just listen to on a longer drive. Oh yeah. See, this is fun. Like on a Saturday when a lot of podcasts don't Like come when out, Oregon right? goes to yeah. Ohio State and wins a football game, you got to you got to say something. I mean, about we kind of need to talk about that a little bit, right? We got to. That's and the I, first time I, Ohio Talk your when, talk. When, when, talk your is, talk. Do, do we does anybody remember the last time Ohio State has lost a home game? It well, was, I know he, I know Day didn't lose at home since he took over. Did well, Urban uh, the Ducks no. specifically are now one and nine against Ohio State. They've lost. They were zero and nine before that game. Wow! In lifetime, and now they're one and nine, and they did it in a, in a pretty resounding fashion. Well, that it, running back got three touchdowns, I and mean, that was a pretty wild game. And that defense was great. In yeah. In Ohio. Yeah, missing their two top guys. In Ohio, by the yeah, way. Yeah, in the Ooh. shoe. In I, the at, shoe. At this Huge. point, we just need to go. Oh, I used the collective pronoun here. We? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, we? At this, well, Ricky's a duck. At this point, Oregon. You didn't know that? He played there. <laughs> yeah. At this point, starting Oregon, middle linebacker. Wait, are, now, are you closer to Eugene or Corvallis? Like, why not the Why not the Beavers? Why, why not, not Oregon Beaver? State? I grew up a duck fan. Okay. Um, he likes the uniforms. I mean... I don't know. Why not next insurance? <laughs> Terrible policy form. <laughs> but hey, listen, yeah. listen. One thing, real quick, real quick. Sticking on the sports theme. What's the over-under on downloads for this particular oh. episode? Oh, of this well, uh, give me this some context. Like, what's your highest performing episode right now? And, is it, have, and keep in mind, this is a younger podcast. So. It's only been around four months. We're at this point. We're averaging about 550 downloads okay. an episode. Okay, so I'm so, gonna say uh, we just crossed over 10,000 this week. So do we want to say the yeah. over under is 550? Yeah. yeah. No, well, that's the average. Half. Huh? Okay. So what's the high? What's the high? What's the highest you've had? About downloads? 720 downloads. Let's go 700. Who's episode? Okay. What episode? It was, was actually that? the first interview. It was uh, Jerry Connery. Let's uh, go 650. He's a quality 650. guy. I like Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's oh, okay. a good dude, smart 650? guy. Should we go over or under six fifty? Okay, over. what's yours, Ricky? I'll take you, the over. Take no, no, no. Over. Here's here's the question. In okay. what time horizon? How long are we giving it to, to take the number? When are you releasing it? When? Oh, um, you know what? I might just make this a bonus episode. Yeah, I already I told it, I already told Cass I needed bandwidth to release a bonus episode from time to time. So it may not be a Friday morning normal episode. 
I don't know. What do you guys uh, think? Should I, we do this I, as a normal episode? So that could, I mean, that could play into it. It's not, it's not in the regular rotation, right? Yeah. Um, now, what, because uh, I'm ignorant, what is, what, what constitutes a download? Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait, when wait, wait, wait. someone downloads the episode to their device of choice. So they have to download, it's not just like going to Spotify and it's just playing play. it. Yeah, well, they if, can, you if, they press, if you press play on Spotify, it downloads a shell of the episode to your to your okay. device. So, so that's a da- so pushing play anywhere is a download. Yeah, it's yeah. considered okay. a download, but it's unique downloads. Like if is if there, one person is listen to the episode three times, it's still one download. Is there, is there is there do they have to listen for a certain time for it to count? Nope. So okay. I, I could push play. And that's and then that's stop. where the data. <laughs> The data on, on podcasting is not the, the carriers don't share that data with us as broadcasters because with YouTube, yeah, when I mean Google's all about the data. You can go to any YouTube video you've uploaded and you can see average watch duration. Yeah. You can see like where the peaks are, where people stop watching. There, none of that is available. No, mega mega phone right, so use. I'll, I'll so I, I have, hold on, Nick. Before you give your prediction, I'm also curious what would be in the way of releasing. A bonus episode. I don't understand what bandwidth Nothing. has to happen. Well, to make well, well Cast produces a certain amount of episodes every month. The agreement I that I, I, I have. I understand. With, however, with, why couldn't you just take a bonus episode and release it? I mean, what is it going to well, take? I, how I much can. work is it going to take somebody? It just means more work for Cass's team. Like how much more work though? They probably put in two or three hours of cumulative work because okay. they. That's what. That's what. And that's what I'm asking. They'll master the mix that I give them. Each one of our podcasting data that no one freaking cares about, but I'm going to say it anyway. These Each one of these four channels are recorded individually, and they take those four channels, they'll pull the background noise down to a manageable amount, and they'll mix the four channels. So that's, gotcha, gotcha. So okay, it's, that, it's that's like, what I'm asking. That, yeah, it's there's no way I would be doing this if I had to mix and edit and produce and distribute the whole thing, because Lord knows I don't have time for that. It takes a ton uh, of time. But wait, when Cass uh, invited me, it came with... I'm going to do all the work other than he, he literally said, you record the audio. We'll take care of everything else. All right. Let's get into the betting here. Yeah, yeah let's bet. All right. All right. Sorry, nerd, nobody cares about talk. that. So we're at 650. Is the over under? 650 now? Okay. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Very important question. How long does the episode have to get to the target number? Two Th- weeks. 30 days? Two weeks. Two weeks is definitely not going to happen. Okay. 30 days. Uh, to give you some context. Yeah, no, because I go um, back. I like, I go, I'm a binge, I'm a binge podcaster, right? Like, yeah. Like I won't listen to insurance pod. I listen to I listen to Blazer podcasts every day, even in the off season. Sorry. Wait, are you talking about the sports team or, or your your habits? It's habits. Chevy Trailblazer. It's his uh, favorite vehicle. The, ever. Por- the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Just making sure. Yeah. So, so because <laughs> uh, well, blazing is totally legal in Oregon. It is. I, I live in a lifestyle friendly state. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. I'm not just. I just want to. No, there's no judgment. That's my that's my nerd podcast. That's my nerd thing I do, even in the off season. Yeah, nothing wrong and, with that, man. But my point is, I vary, right? Like, I with insurance podcasts, I get I listen to all of them a lot, and I batch them, and then I get burnt out, and I go back to like. So what is it? A month? Are we doing a month? I think I think thirty six. I, I think sixty days. I was going to say sixty days. Oh, sixty well, days. Well, let, let me give you some context here because when I go back to the last ten episodes, and Brecklin Chumley was episode fifteen. That was uh, four weeks ago. She she has more downloads than the previous three episodes before her cumulatively, which means really a good performing episode. So whatever we're doing, it's probably on either a thirty or a sixty. 
And we're coming up on 56 minutes, so this is the end of the episode. Oh, man, I wanted to ask one more question. That's a bummer, man. All right, well, let's do our know, predictions and then keep ask recording, your question. This, you could probably be, do the little, fa- little fast-forward thing through some of that stuff. I'm so let's do our it. prediction. Let's All put right, money let's on it. let's do the predictions real quick, and then Nick can ask his question, and then we'll wrap this episode. And uh, the next episode we record, we'll have three different people in the seats. So that's, that's kind of the fun of it. So 650 over-under, I'm going to go over. Okay. On a 30-day turn or a 60-day turn? Don't matter. Going over. I'm also taking the over. I'm taking the over. I am also taking the over. <laughs> because Holy shit, we're full of ourselves. This is <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Because here's the thing. This is such a curveball. It's going to get shared because people are going to say, this is a weird episode. Check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're coming up on the end here. Nick this has, has been so much random fun. It's the only time we'll ever talk college football for 10 minutes on AFP. So uh, as we get to the end, thank you, uh, Ricky. Is it the thank only you, Mike. time? Thank you, Nick. For 10 minutes, yeah, it's the only time. This was a lot of fun. We, we might mention it for more time. I enjoyed shooting the shit. Absolutely. Yeah, Nick has great. a question, though, no, before this, we leave. Nick, been, Nick you're, no pressure, but you're the last thing people are going to hear yeah, before we wrap this up. Well, it's, it's kind of a discussion point, so I mean – I want to know what you think in just a you know, 30,000-foot overview. What's the most overrated, abused, you wish it would just stop being a talking point, talking point in our industry? Full oh, coverage. Uh, no, I'm talking from like an industry perspective, not necessarily with customers. You mean something that agency owners say? They fret over, they talk about, it's a talking point, they worry Great about question. it, they bring it up. Great question. What do you, what do you think that just Phenomenal abused? question. I love that question. I wish I'd have had that ahead of time so I could ponder on it. Let's each answer it. You know, no, what's, no James this is answer, a knee-jerk yeah. reaction. Yeah, what, I have a good one. Ricky, you go first, man. I'll, I'll finish this up. Automation. Perfect. Same thing. Data. Data, yeah. automation, and just touch points. Yep. So I'm not original at all. I was going to say marketing automation. I think I think people are too. I think people are in too big of a hurry to over automate their agency. Well, it, this is the only thing I will say. Too much. We're, we're kind of. What's that? Too much of a hurry. Yeah, people are in such a hurry to over-automate the shit out of their agency, they take away the relationship. Ryan Hanley says, and I'm totally stealing this from him, he said, technology exists to optimize the human experience. And technology should be supplementing human quality, human interactions uh, to deliver the client experience. When technology starts replacing the human interaction, I got a problem with that. And that's, yes, I do too. And and that's my point. And that's what we have to do. Too many agents want to automate to take that relationship and human work out not to yeah. just give it, a, give it a little bit of an assist Supplement. right if, if assist. the prospect or the client ever figures out this is automated communication i think it's failed yep. well and there's also the regulatory aspects of things coming with automation that i think people got to be cognizant of for me it's data it's everyone yeah. talking about i need this data i, I need I this data Mr. Dan i need this Smith data over there making me a drink look at this and look nobody knows this. what to do with that data fellas as I was sitting here on this beautiful We're about podcast, an hour, I gotta go. I put down a couple drinks, and I really need to hit the head. <laughs> so are we about to, are we about to bust out here, dude. Or? I think there's no better way it, to end my I, episode. I mean, I mean, I mean, from this side of the table, your teeth are definitely floating, my man. I'm struggling. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna turn off their mics. He's touching cloth. I want to thank my guests, Ricky Hader, Mike Fusco, and Nicholas Ayers for joining us on this crazy random fun episode here from Brainshare in San Antonio, Texas. This has been the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. Thanks for joining us, folks. Make it a great day. We'll talk to you soon.